0: Good morning, and thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Chester. My guest today is Justin Credible, and we are talking about her book. So far, so good, and I love it because it is a humorous children's book. So let's go on and get started. Good morning, Justin. Justin, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Well, thank you. Now, I love the title of your book, So Far So Good. As an adult, I think that we all have had one of those moments where it's been like, okay. But when you thought of the title, what were you thinking about when you came up with your title, So Far So Good?
1: Well, it's actually my life motto because – and and the cover of it um, features Rhonda, the the main character, and she's walking on a beam, and and she's just looking around, happy as can be, not paying any attention, and she always gets to the end of the beam, and she's ready to fall off a a cliff, but there's always another beam coming along, and so no matter what happens to her, just like the COVID-19, she's going to be fine. We're all in this together, but she knows she has faith. She knows God's going to be taking care of her, and... As I said, there's another one coming and it really is. So far so good. You've made it this far. You're she's gonna keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, thanks so much for you know, um for mentioning that. We are with this whole uh COVID nineteen thing, we are all in this together and what a great book to order at such a time, especially with uh, many of the kids being home from school, uh, it's a nice moment that parents could use as just some bonding time with their kids, or they could use it, you know, as as educational and helping to, um, you know, read aloud. I know that some students have a problem with being able to read aloud, so what what a great moment to be able to share with them that. Now, when... When you were um, a young adult, did you know that being an author was something that you wanted to do, like when you were in your teen years, or when did you realize that words have power and that's something that you wanted to give?
1: Um, no, if someone would have said to be a writer someday, and and I I refer to myself more as as a storyteller, they might as well have said, you're going to be an astronaut, you're going to be a ballerina, this is going to happen. And I would have laughed at them and, and said, you're crazy. So what happened was I, I, I've always kept a diary of things happening, and I would come back like from an event, and I would tell somebody something, and they go, that's great. I like how you tell stories. And then, you know, I told someone else, well, that's great, and then you tell stories. You can remember that? I said, yeah, you know, some people can sing, some people can dance. I can't do any of those, but... I can tell stories and tell them pretty well, and people seem to be entertained. Yeah. So one day I decided I'm going to put all the stories together and make a bigger story, and that's what I did. And, and I think um, that that's probably what I do best, is telling these stories that people seem to like.
0: hmm mm-hmm. You know, I think that people don't realize how uh, difficult it can be, to tell a really good story. It's like being funny. There are some people that are, you know, they're funny. They can tell a pretty decent joke. But, you know, to be a comedian, is a whole other thing. You know, to tell a story is one thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, I could kind of follow along. But to be able to write a book and to have someone follow along, I think is, is truly, everyone has to walk in their calling, I think is what I'm trying to say. Now. Uh, as far as deciding that you wanted it to be a children's book, is is sharing your story in that form, did you just know, like, this is the best way? Or did you say, you know, the adults have enough people taking care of them. I'm just going to focus on, on the kids. How did you get to that decision?
1: Well, it's not really a children's book. I mean, the cover looks like it's a children's book, but it's actually a journey that Rhonda has. I mean, it starts off with her in, in her, her childhood thinking, you know, she's a loser, a failure. She's being bullied at school. Even even her dad, like her dad at one point says, um, we don't expect you to get A's or B's. We just want you to get C's and, you know, just be an okay kid. But spelling any dummy can spell, and so Rhonda becomes that dummy and she gets she wins a school spelling bee, but it's it's a journey about how she eventually revolves into being a real person, having real thoughts, making real decisions, being not as, as dumb or stupid as, as you know what she's been labeled as. Um, but it, I think it's
0: more probably more for grown ups than children. Mhm-, mm-hmm. I got you, so perhaps our young adults would would be able to 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 enjoy it. I got you well, I do like the cover of the book, and I think that it is fun and fanciful, and it kind of gives you um the the vibe of what's going on to like, okay, we're walking on this I-beam. I think there's a gap there. Are we really gonna make it or? You know, or no, you know, what's going on? And it's like it kind of goes back to the whole title. Well, so far so good. We'll see what happens when we get there. And I love it. And I think that for so many people we do need to take – sometimes we need to kind of relax in what's going on that sometimes when we worry about things we're just exacerbating the situation when instead if we look at things with a calmer head – we may be able to find a solution. Now, my question for you is, um, as a writer, so many times we have to go off and be by ourselves. If you have a particular environment that works best for you, did you find that you needed a quiet space that was alone? Can you write in the middle of Starbucks, you know, or daytime, nighttime? What seemed to work best
1: for you? Well, Garrison Keillor is someone that I really admire. Uh, he did all the, like, Wobegon, uh stuff. And what he said, pick a time, the same time, every day, and write that at that time. And so that's what I did. I'm a morning person. And I would get up every morning. I'd, I'd force myself to come to work, like, really, really early, like from the 6 to 7. And I started putting the stories together because otherwise... You have ideas and you have things in your head during the day and it, it, you're not going to do it. It, it. It's like exercise. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. You know, right. clean my house. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. I mean, people who have been home, I'm, I'm fortunate that, that I'm still working, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I still have money coming in. So so that part's good, but it's it's risky. I'm I'm on a twenty floor garage floor, and, and, and I get my own parking floor. That's how few people that, that are here. But it, it's one of those things that, and after a while, Know, it becomes a habit. It's like and and when you're not coming in at six in the morning working on your story then you kinda of miss it and, and that's what I would do and that was the hardest part. Putting all the stories together, saying, Well do I want this part, do I want this part? And then um editing it, looking at this, well do I want this? Did I make this character um you know, a good good character, so I make this character bad. I mean, this is all about Rhonda, so everything is, is centered around Rhonda. Um, but, no, you definitely need to do that at the, the same time every single day. And that way it's quiet and, and you're away from home so you're not opening the refrigerator or going, well, I need to have a snack first. But, <laughs> no, uh, definitely. And then and then you've got that part. I mean, and, and then you feel good. And then the rest of the day you can kind of reflect on it until about 3 o'clock but when the sun starts going down. That's when I start going down. It's like, okay, I'm tired now. You know, don't, don't ask me. Anything that requires an intelligent answer, I'm done.
0: Yeah, I hear you. It's it's so funny, and and I laughed because um, I found that I was going through the same struggles. You know, it was uh, when you when you kind of got to that pause moment in the writing. It's as though your brain said, yep, yep, let's go. Like you said, let's go to the phrase. Let's see what we can snack on. Hey, I need more coffee or tea or whatever. What's on TV? And it's like, no, we have to concentrate. You have to get this done. So you are, you are spot on with that. So when it came to the characters that are uh, in the book and their personalities and, and how you chose to make her interact with her day-to-day um, and the things that go on in the book, how did you determine what was correct and true for to increase to create the environment in which you did within the story?
1: Well, it was actually pretty easy because there's four kids in the family. The oldest sister's beautiful. the next sister she's smarter than smart. I mean too smart for her own good, too smart for the family. but Rhonda idolizes her she's like her puppet. And, you know, jump from it. It's like, okay, how high am, am I jumping? And so she wants to copy her. She wants to be like her. But she's the third daughter the, the 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 younger kid the youngest kid is a boy and the sun sets and rises with boys and the family girls are sort of second rate but because the first two have the beauty and the brains they kind of slide through Rhonda doesn't really have the beauty and she doesn't really have the brains she just is and so she's afraid to ask questions I mean she's watched and and, and so she's learned and and her mom I paint her out to be she's sort of one of these psychotic people that if you Pull the refrigerator out. I mean, it would be like spotless. You could eat behind the refrigerator, and and she's the the one that that um the the matriarch, I guess, of, of the family. And so I write about her. There's um, the oldest sister. Not a whole lot of. Sex her. Not a whole lot is said about the brother, but it's a relationship and the whole story when I got finished I realized it was sort of a ladder between Rhonda and Mandy that, that or that Rhonda was writing to Mandy. Um uh giving her thanks, appreciation. She was more like her mother than her actual mother was. Um and it, it goes through Rhonda's work life, it goes through her relationships uh, it goes through college, believe it or not. You know, the the dummy who, any dummy who can, who can spell, she ends up actually does going to college and, and finishing college. And it's also, though, her walk in faith, even without those characters. After a while, I mean, she gets away from those characters. Um, and that might be, one could assume that, one could maybe even uh, assume that maybe that's when she starts to realize that, Hey, I've got this. I I, I can do this. Um, just to uh, tweet people. Um, like her her and I found this to be the most important part of the story. I have a chapter and it's called Ron the Bargaining with God, the bargain with them, but I won't tell you over what I've got a chapter on have faith, where she realizes, hey, you know, I don't understand this. I don't know why this is happening, just like now, the the, the coronavirus. But God does, and he's got it. He's got my back. He'll take care of this. She has another chapter yes. about God and nobodies.
0: Right. Um, I, I, I love it. I, I love it. Well, Justin, I, it is time for... Um, almost time for the show to be over, and I want to give you an opportunity to uh, please remind everyone, what is the title of your book, where can we pick up a copy, and how do we stay in contact with you?
1: It's called So Far So Good by Justin Credible. Uh, I know you can get a Kindle copy i think it's two ninety nine on amazon They have hardbacks and um but don't buy that because it's ridiculous you you can buy a lot of food and toilet paper if you can find it for that okay. and, um and there's a there's a paperback or there's my email but i i don't have any books i i have one book, but i'll send you a couple pages just to get your interest
0: d h
1: g e r l h o m e at hotmail.com. So when you get done, it's dhgirlhome at com, and girl is spelled exactly. with an E.
0: Thank you, Justin. I appreciate you so much for doing that. Thank you for being on. And listeners, you know, we barely have time, but I want to make sure we say thank you to each person. Thank you to the United States, to Civil Australia, Canada, and the United Kingdom. And thank you so much for each and every one of you who is choosing to support each one of our sponsors. Have a great time, everyone. Bye-bye.